welcome to Dialogue Out Loud. I'm Margaret Olson-Hemming, the art editor of Dialogue, a journal of Mormon thought. In this episode, I sit down with Nicole Woodbury and Namdi Okonkwo, the two artists featured in the summer issue of the journal. Namdi was delayed in joining the call, so you'll first hear a conversation with just Nicole, and about 15 minutes in, Namdi will join the conversation as well. Enjoy the episode. Nicole, welcome to Dialogue Out Loud. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Nicole, I think your art is a little bit unusual for the Mormon art world and particularly for like art that has been featured um, in dialogue. So for those who have not yet seen it, um, which, you know, you should absolutely go to the website and and look through the the issue with Nicole's art inside. Can you tell us a little bit about it and sort of um, help listeners understand what what your art is about? Yeah, so um, on my website, there's a little blurb about sort of the purpose behind sort of all of my artwork. Um, so I like to try and capture that sense of awe that I feel in nature. Um, and I try to blend like the beauty of mathematics and scientific elements with like a creative expression and I use organic patterns to express that. And the basic universal truth that I'm trying to express is that we are purposefully and powerfully made and that the care used to design the heavens and the earth was used to design each of us. And so for me, when I go out in nature, I look at the rocks and the geology and the patterns in there and, um, and I see a gospel principle. And so um, I was out, for example, um, I was out in Moab and I was looking at the striation of the rock and it's so clear because in other parts of the world that striation is covered up by vegetation. And um, and so seeing that, I mean, obviously in other parts of the world it's not, but <laughs> so you can see the strata, right? And the words to the scripture, line upon line, precept upon precept, here a little, there a little, came to my mind. And I thought, okay, I got to make some work about this. And so I created these forms that are made from marbled clay. And the way you marble clay is by layering colored clay on top of each other, line upon line. And then I took that clay and I filled with it. And I build these shapes that are called gyroids. And they're shapes with infinite possibility. And so to me, that meant, I guess, that, um, you know, reference the way that we as humans learn and then we take what we learn and we build a life for ourselves of infinite possibilities and so um so that's sort of one from geology and then i have another piece um that and that one's called line upon line yes <laughs> and um i have another piece that was in the international church art show and the the church actually bought that show that piece and um it's called within the marrow of our bones and it is um, a sculpture that is a carving of bone marrow and in it there are some cracks as well and it um and then i filled the cracks with gold using a kintsugi method and so really fascinating is bone marrow to me so it's a scientific thing and um i saw an image of just bone marrow and i've taken some anatomy classes and you know seen it and it's just a really, really cool shape. <laughs> I was like, I just want to build with this. And then as I was building with it, I realized like what bone marrow is made of. 
is, I mean, like how it's composed are two opposing cells. You have the cells that are building called osteoblasts, and then you have the cells that are destroying called osteoclasts. And they each balance each other to create this bone marrow, which is kind of this amazing structure that ounce for ounce is stronger than steel. And it's this amazing structure that we have in our bones that um, allows us to walk and allows us to move because if it were, if we did have bones made of steel, we wouldn't be able to move because we'd be too heavy. And so it's, um, there's, it's just like this power in having these opposing forces. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's like this necessity of opposition. Mm-hmm. And so the scripture of that there's opposition in all things um, came to my mind as I was thinking about bone marrow. And so a lot of times there's just, I feel like there's so many things that manifest um, teachings of God that I believe in that are um, principles that I've learned through being a member of the church. And so, yeah. And then there's um, these other pieces that I make called thread pieces. And those reference um, neurology Mm -hmm. and um, sort of like this idea of basically... Um, I'm going to pronounce his name wrong. He's a uh, philosopher. And uh, one of the things he says is, okay, let me see what his name is. Um, Jose Ortega Igasta. And he says, tell me what you pay attention to and I will tell you who you are. And to me, I just thinking of social media and thinking of, you know, like all the algorithms and, and all the things that, influence us and then we're influencing the algorithm and then it shows us what we're paying attention to is kind of a fascinating concept of like whatever like the idea of what you feed will grow and like um different concepts of of the mind and so these thread pieces and there's one right here (laughs) these thread pieces sort of reference that idea of like plot tests and sort of like what do you see in this image like what do you feel like this image represents and so, um, so that's sort of the different series of things that I work that I've been working on. Um, I love that. I I know many scientists who are making connections between their faith and and science, and yes. I know many believers who are pulling in science to better understand their faith, but. I love that you're adding a third leg of art here and you, you know, you're taking these two things that are important to you and that inspire you that many people see as incompatible. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And then adding further complexity by making it, you know, something that you look at or some kind of visual meaning. I think that um, in art, symbolism is really important, right, in conveying ideas. And I guess for me, I wanted to connect modern symbols. And like ancient symbols are awesome. And I use those too. Um, Like, you know, a pomegranate is representative of royalty and Christ. And, you know, like, so that's a symbol of a pomegranate. But, you know, it back in the day in ancient times you you couldn't really see microscopic things you didn't know what neurons looked like 
you know? And so I thought like, we live in a time where you can really, you know, you can see microscopic bone marrow cells doing their job. <laughs> you know what they're doing. And, and it, I mean, that's something I learned in high school was what osteoblasts and osteoclasts were. That's like a basic thing. So it's kind of interesting because we have this educated populace with these new symbols that we can use to represent things. Yeah. And we, we have a scientifically mined society. And so using that to communicate um, gospel truths and universal truths is something I'm interested in. Okay, we have Nandi Okonkwo, who is joining uh, our conversation. Thanks for being here at Dialogue Out Loud. Well, thank you. Thank you. Well, I would love to have each of you introduce yourselves and share a little bit about your personal background and how you got, how you became an artist. Nandi, would you go first? Okay, sure, sure. So, like you mentioned, my name is Namdi Okonkwo, and originally, I am from Nigeria. You know, that's where I was born. I came to this country, America, in 1989, about 34 years ago, 35 years ago. I was actually recruited to play basketball. That's how I, you know, that was my passport to America. And, but uh, I've always wanted to be an artist. You know, and I, I had the opportunity to, you know, to study art while playing basketball. And, you know, I graduated and got married. My wife is from, from, from Idaho and we lived a little bit in Idaho, lived a little bit in Utah, you know, and we live now in Georgia. So how did you move from basketball to sculpture? Um, it actually was, it was art first. Then I realized that basketball was going to be my ticket to America because <laughs> I wanted to come to America. Okay. So I started to de-emphasize the art a little bit and put all my eggs in the basket. Of, <laughs> that's funny put all my eggs in the basket on basketball, you know, what? and it so, happened. <laughs> it so happened that God was good to me and said my prayers and BYU Hawaii actually recruited me. And when I got there, I, then once I started playing, I, I just knew that art was what I felt I was born to do. You know, there wasn't anything else that kind of tickled my fancy, like they say. So, so that's kind of how I, I got into art. So I was always, I like to say that, I don't like saying that I was always an artist because I don't even feel like I'm an artist now. I'm still trying to be an artist, you know, but I've always had a love, you know, a unique kind of uh, love for the arts and have always wanted to pursue it. And like I said, I had the opportunity to do so at BYU Hawaii and then from there too. So I, I played basketball there. When I was done, I went to BYU Provo and did a master's degree with emphasis in sculpture. And I had great teachers in Hawaii, especially. I had great teachers in Utah too. But it was in Hawaii that I actually met the people that sort of uh, uh, 
helped to increase that conviction that I was supposed to be an artist, you know, and I'll always be grateful for them. And yeah, so that's kind of how it happened. That's, that's a great story. Um, can you tell us a little bit about your sculptures uh, for people who have not seen them yet? Uh, yeah. And just this is a side note that Daniel edited out. He's gonna he's gonna put um, images on the yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so they'll see them. But yeah, just so you know, yeah. because I was gonna say the best thing to do is not to tell them; it's to just uh, to. <laughs> To show them where to find them to look. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll do that too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, so so the medium that I that I have used, you know, that I still use, although I'm branching out a little bit, you know, but the medium I'm a sculptor, you know, and the medium that I've always loved is the medium of bronze, and I like bronze because bronze is everlasting. You know, I like the idea of something, a material that will endure forever. You know. You see, I'm the kind of person that if I'm going to be doing anything, I might as well do it with all of me. So if, I, if I'm if i putting myself in what I'm doing, I would like to know that it's going to last for a long, long time. If not, it's going to feel like it's a waste of my time. You know, not just time, because that's not all I put in my, it's a waste of my life. You know, <laughs> you, know you know, yeah. So I, I, my work is figurative, you know, and I... Right now, it's almost like there's an emphasis on female figures, you know, and my work, my forms are, are rather large, you know, and um, and it, you see, I, I don't want to, <laughs> it's almost like I don't want to say more than I'm supposed to say, you know what I mean? Yeah, so, so, so if I'm going off a tangent or if you want to cut me off and ask me a more pointed question, you know what I mean? Please do. Great. Now tell us. Yeah, yeah. So, so like I said, my work is uh, is kind of a stylized figurative work. You know, I I like to be expressive in what I in my work. What I want to convey to the audience is really more important to me than what my eye sees. You know, I like to think that my work is sort of like a portrait. Of soul, of a soul, you know. Each time I see that, what I'm trying to do is to capture, you know, the the portrait of a being, of a human being, you know. Yeah. So the forms are large because I sort of see the figure as an edifice, and since I'm after the spirit, you know, the outward appearance as it appears in real life is really not important to me. So I want to create a house. For this spirit, and the house has to be opulent. It has to be big. It has to be extravagant. You know, it has to be big. You know what? It has to be large. <laughs> it has to be larger than life, because that's kind of what I see in my mind's eyes, and I see it in everyone that I meet. You see what I mean? Yeah. So that's kind of that's that's uh, you know a little bit of a nutshell what I try to do. So, so the two of you have very different kinds of art, but yes, yes. I, I actually put you together because I see an underlying, not really underlying, a major theme that runs through both of your work and your sculpture, yeah. sort of 
celebrating uh, celebrating something in yeah. the natural world or in uh, the human form. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so in your case, you do these figurative um, sculptures. Nicole, in your case, you have these um, very abstract uh, figures that look, you know, very different, but with both of you, I see you. Um, I see you doing this work that is sort of meant to, at least to. What I see as the viewer is is trying to convey like this abundance of what you are experiencing in the world. Does that? Does that resonate at all? Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. There's a lot of um, expression that uh, goes into it. I think um, for me, at least, I um, was a musician all growing up. And my parents thought that I would go into music. And um, so with my art, I was really drawn to abstract art because of the rhythm of it, because I could express a rhythm and I didn't have to be um, figuratively accurate with stuff, even though like um, I've done figuratively accurate things, but I loved the like expression that I could do and sort of convey like the patterns and the the, the movement of it. And, and I see a lot of uh, movement in Nandi's work as well. Um, expressively but also i think that that beautiful there's i feel like he's expressing this beautiful not to put words in his mouth but he's expressing this beautiful idea that we are all spiritual beings having a physical experience and he's, yes, yes, he's yes. like your your spirit is larger than this life and you are more than this life you know and i think that's a really important concept as well you know to well, Nicole, that's beautiful. I'm like, why can't why can't I talk like that? Yeah. <laughs> you know, no, that that's that's really beautiful. I mean, it's I'm more other people's art than I <laughs> <laughs> You know, you know, see, I've always been an emotional kind of person, you know, not very logical, so not very analytical, you know, yeah, so it's it's hard for me sometimes to put into words what I what I'm trying to do because I feel it more than I think it. I even feel it more than I know it. In fact, I don't know it. You know, one of the things that I enjoy doing is going to the studio and not really knowing what I'm gonna do. You know, what is gonna happen. You know, and the older I get, the more that I the more I abandon the notion of trying to do something that look like something. You know, because I feel like you and I, you know, every artist can become an instrument, you know, in the hands of, if you're spiritual, if you're religious, like I am, you know, and I think you are too, you know, mm -hmm. you want to be an instrument in the hands of God, in the hands of something that is bigger than you, because what you want to do is going to be bigger than you, or else why do it? If all I'm going to do is going to be something that Namdi can do, then it loses every kind of excitement for me. The reason that I say when I go to the studio is that I, I always have that faith that 
maybe I can do something that is greater than me. You see, because 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 I know that I'm a common person. You know, I know I'm common. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, yeah. So so I really like how you expressed uh, everything you expressed. You know. So I would love to hear from both of you about you've you've spoken a little bit about how your faith intersects with your art. Um, can you speak a little bit more about that, and also if you feel like your work um, connects to broader Mormon studies conversations right now, or or maybe that's not important to you, um, and you're sort of working independently from that but tell tell me about um yeah your your faith and your art who do you want to go first either really whoever feels <laughs> i guess it's only fair you went first last time <laughs> all right what's the question again <laughs> okay so how does my work intersect with my faith um yeah, or your relationship to the church or to conversations that you see happening in the broader Mormon community. Well, so I think um I think personally with my my own personal art, I uh tend to try to emphasize uh truths that I see manifesting in nature. Um and express those so and a lot of those truths that i see come from um my background in the lds community and um being lds and and studying the scriptures and you know just sort of generally believing that all things manifest that there is a god and being able to have those eyes to see that and so i just sort of you know, I love going out in nature. I love, you know, exploring different cultures. And um, I think that that definitely has influenced me in creating the work that I do. Um, but as far as like the broader, um, I guess, the b- broader rhythm of what's going on in the Mormon art community, um, I feel like there's so much um there's so much diversity now that's sort of like being expressed in so many different mediums which makes me so happy because even when i was in art school i was talking i was in the sculpture major and i was the only girl and when i was there and so it was me and then like four other guys in the sculpture major and before me there had been women but I, I was kind of like, okay, cool, you know, I'm like in the boy puff. <laughs> and, um, and so that was definitely like a different experience. And I think that um, it sort of opened my eyes as to like um, more of like the contemporary art is happening from like the sculpture major. And so um, I remember talking with one of my, um, one of my other you know, associates, my other, my co-student, you know, um, and he was saying, you know, there's more than one way to bear your testimony. And there's so many different beautiful mediums. And a lot of them, like, 
in the classical tra- tradition, a lot of times from the classical tradition, they'll say, well, this is the only way to express this. And this is the true way. kind of." And, and we were kind of like, well, my, the way I express is going to connect with someone who is like me. And I'm going to be able to bear my testimony to that person because they're connecting with it in the way that they connect, you know, and not everyone connects the same way. And so I think it's really important to have that diversity so that um, people can connect with God and connect with you and have like different angles that that um, you can feel that love from God. And that's one of the beautiful things that I loved about galleries. Art galleries are this beautiful sacred space. It's one of the few sacred spaces in the world and it's a secular space. And so it's like, oh, you know, if I'm going to touch someone, it's going to be in a place of reverence where they can see art in a place of reverence. And that's what I loved about art galleries is like they're they're kind of places of reverence where there's there's a quietness to them and all the walls are white, you know, and and I thought, you know, this is sort of a place where people can maybe feel the spirit because there's quiet and maybe with my work I can convey that emotion and allow the spirit to you know be felt through my work and so um anyway I can't remember where I was going with that (laughs) yeah that's interesting but kind of how I connect i guess with with the art community um yeah <laughs> great Amdi, what are your thoughts nicole i said everything <laughs> as you said it's really nice you know no no you you yeah yeah it's really amazing the insight that you have you know i really like it you know because you're saying things and i'm like that's what i'm thinking you know, you know what you're saying it so well. You know, I, you know, I'm pretty selfish when it comes to my art. You know, what anybody else thinks, including the church or people that go to church, I don't care. About. You know what I mean? I have to come out and say it that way. You know, I bring, and I think that's how it should be. Because, see, I will go beyond the church to go to God. You see what I mean? Because my work, like Nicole says, is about the idea that there is a God. And, and and it is what I feel. It isn't contrived, you know. So I'm not sitting down and saying, okay, I'm going to do my next sculpture so that someone sees it and they can see evidence of the spirit of God in man, you know, or evidence of the fact that the human spirit is unconquerable, you know, that no matter what you're going through, that there's that spirit in you that can transcend obstacles, you know, and I think it's much more important, you know, in as much as I consider myself a very good, loyal member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, I think I will be selling myself short if I get overly carried away by trying to, by trying to, by trying to get involved in, uh, you know, conversations that uh, that exist right now in the, like you're saying, the broader LDS community. You know, there are people that are more equipped to do that than me. For myself, I consider that I have a talent with which, 
you know, to touch people that are in the church and outside the church. In fact, it seems even more important to me, like Nicole is saying, if I can touch someone who is outside the church, because perhaps the only contact with the spirit that that person may have will be through Nicole's work or through my work. So it is that person that I'm more interested in rather than what is going on, you know, in the LDS community. And it's only because I don't feel like I'm a, it's boring to me. And it's, <laughs> and, and it's, and it's, and I can express it very well. It just feels too limiting to me. It just feels too limiting. You know, I would, I would rather, I don't want to say stuff that I, uh, I don't want to say stuff that I'll be calling you and say, please don't, you know, cut that out, cut that out, you know, but, uh, but I, I feel that those conversations are really, really very important. But to be honest with you, it always turns me off when I see artists that make the, they may be, I may be wrong. They may be right. I'm just telling you how I respond to it. You know, I'm probably wrong, but it turns me off when I see artists that are consumed by, you know, by a topic that is controversial in the church or, you know, things like that. It just turns me off because I, I feel like, you know, I, we should transcend that and we should be our own church, so to speak. The artist should be a church too. Not in the same way as the, you know, just as the church is established to bring men to God. I, as an artist, I am, the aim is for me to be established to also bring men to God. Mm. You know, yeah, so that's kind of how I feel. Yeah, I don't feel like I have to go, I don't have to be, I have to, I don't feel like I, I have to, what's the word? I, I, I don't, I feel like I have to be independent mm -hmm. of the church, you know? Yeah. yeah. That is really well said. I think that's not true. Yeah. So what I'm hearing you say is that your, your faith works through you, but it's not the conversation that you're having as you're, create, you're creating your work. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not trying to get anybody in the church to feel one way or the other. You see what I mean? Yeah, I'm trying to do what I feel that God. And, and perhaps the people that are engaged in those conversations, perhaps they are feeling God telling them to do what they are doing. So I'm not in any way, you know, meaning to condemn, you know, that approach. I'm just trying to be honest with how my personal views are different. Yeah. You know, I, they're, they're, for me, again, and I, I, I feel like I need to make this clear, there is no dividing line between, you know, my life as an artist and my life as an artist. Both of them are the same. They all fit underneath one umbrella. There's no dividing line. You know, what I do as a member of the church ought to make me a better artist. And what I do as an artist, ought to make me a better member of the church because we are one, you know, it's the same, it's me, you know, it's me, yeah. 
That's so true. I mean, that's right. Yeah, no, it'd be, I think it makes perfect sense. And I say that to myself about being a mother. <laughs> you know, like, hopefully me being a mother helps me be a better artist. And me being an artist helps me be a better mother. You know, it's true. It's the two true. are the same. You know, I, I can't divide myself in a million different ways. No, 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 no. Because when it comes down to it, we hope that it is the Spirit of God that will work through us and in us, you know, to create whatever we are hoping to create, right? right. So if it is the Spirit of God working in us, then, you know, we don't have to partition, you know, the things we do to fit into certain, you know, into different uh, uh, cubicles, if I may use that word. Yeah, so we have to just let God shine through us, you know, and whatsoever happens, you know, becomes the statement that he wants to make through us. Hmm. That's beautiful. Um, well, I am so excited to have you both in this issue of dialogue and have people see your work. Can you, um, can you tell listeners where people might find you what other projects you're working on uh yeah where where would people run into your work Andrea, it's your it's your turn <laughs> <laughs> all right all right all right all right okay i mean you know these you know it used to be that every artist has a website or tries to have a website and i still have a website and nicole i know i think i went to your web website today you know, but I went somewhere and I saw your work and they are wonderful. You know, your work is wonderful, you know, but I, I, but it could be on social media that I saw it. I can't remember, you know, so I, I think your work too. You know, well, thank you. So, so it's, um, it's, it's probably easiest. You, someone can go to my website and it's my name, Namdi, N-N-A-M-D-I. I'm, and I'm sure you're going to have it in writing, Namdi Art dot com namdiart.com but i'm also on instagram i'm also on facebook and a few other social media you know and i i'm just working you know selling some work through the galleries and presently i'm trying to sort of concentrate on doing large outdoor projects you know they're very hard to come by and but, for listeners to know like you're talking really large like can you yeah, yeah. Can you talk about how, like the dimensions that you're working? Yeah, 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 I mean, I like to say the bigger the better. You know, I mean, I've done work that measures like I mean, the biggest work that I've done, incidentally, is in China. You know, and it's like ten feet by fifteen feet wide. Wow. You know, but I like to do stuff like that. You know, because I feel like if you have something that you want to show the world, so to speak, you want to show it to as many people as possible, you know, yeah, so so it's always a great opportunity when I get to do something. The only thing I lament is the fact that I'm not as good as I want to be. <laughs> that, that is, but I always tell myself, you know, I always tell myself, son, be patient, you know, because, you know, you're going to get better, you know, and... Because, yeah, and let me say this real quick. You know, as an artist, I feel that we are embodiments 
of Jesus Christ. In the sense that Jesus Christ came so that good can come into the world, you know, and I feel like our calling is to be agents of that good, you know, to make sure that what we are doing, I mean, there have been points in my life where I had sat down and thought about which direction that I could go with my work. I mean, there were things that were quite popular. There were things that I could have done, but I thought to myself, this wouldn't be an expression of that. I wouldn't be that little Jesus that I'm hoping to be, you know, if I do those things, because I have a conviction that the way of God, Jesus' Jesus's way is the best way. So if I have that conviction, you know, and this conviction existed in my mind even before I became a member of the church, you know, so the best work I can do ought to be that work that reflects the goodness of God, mm. you know, as well as well. And I haven't arrived, but I'm still working on getting there, you know. You do a beautiful job. You're your work's incredible. Thank you. Nicole, what about you? Well, I guess to add what Nam- to what Nandi said, I mean, it's definitely like a process to perfect your technique and to, you know, figure that out. But I think ultimately for me, um, I, I also went into art because as a musician, you learn a piece, you pe- you play it, and then it's over. And you don't you forget it, you know, you can read the music again, but you, f- you forget it and it's gone and you can't play it anymore and you don't have anything really to show for it, <laughs> all that hard work, you know, and so that's also what drew me to art was because there's more permanence to it and, you know, you can years later be like, oh, I made that 10 years ago, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's still there, it still exists, you know, and to, to, con- to add your efforts to something that's that's going to have more longevity um, is important, I think. And then in the end, I think I believe in the principle that what you feed will grow. And so for me, I don't necessarily want to feed into the controversy because I believe that that's what will grow. And I want to feed into something that's going to be uplifting, that's going to add and spread light into the world. And so a lot of times when there is a controversial thing that I really care about, like, you know, I care about women's voices and um, I actually am one of the organizers for the Certain Women Art Show and um, I love doing that and we're doing it, starting our new project for um, 2024 and we're going to be in the J. Kirk Richards Gallery this next time and the theme for it is in the measure of her creation or the measure of her creation fulfilling the measure of her creation and so i wanted it to be uplifting you know we could have done a lot of things that were like more focusing on the negative aspects but i think that if you if you focus on what it is you want in life then that's what you will get. <laughs> if you put on the it. things you don't want in life, then that's what you're going to get. <laughs> and, and so I think a lot of times, um, you know, that's, those are the discussions we have 
when we're setting out doing a theme and with all of the other artists, this collaborative project that we do to is ultimately we want to be uplifting. We want to empower women to believe that they are um, children of God, that they are equals, that they are powerful. And um, I think that a lot of women don't feel that way about themselves. And so I think it's important for them to feel that way about themselves and, and, uh, and realize their potential. Mm-hmm. So, um, anyway, those are some things that thank you. Can you tell us where uh, people can find you, find your works? Um, so, the, yeah, right now it's all online. And then um, in September, I'm going to be featured on Artful on BYU TV. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure what episode or anything, but uh, so that'll be coming up soon. And then, um, and then in the Certain Women show in 2024, I'm working on next. And then I'll be in a, I think I'm going to be in a show in Written Vision sometime in the fall. But yeah, anyway, so, and then online on my website, you know, it would be awesome to get some public art out there. That would be. (laughs) (laughs) No, it would be nice. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, that's that's hard to get into, but it's, oh. That would be so amazing. so difficult, you know, so difficult. Yeah, you know, so difficult. But you know, just like everything we do, I feel like, and I think that's why it's it's really important to me to to always remember that I'm representing someone bigger than me, you know. And if I do my very best today, I mean, he he knows your desires. He knows my desires. You know, perhaps some of the desires we have are foolish, you know. I know I know for sure I have foolish desires. But if my desires are righteous, I feel that it's only gonna be a matter of time if I'm doing what I'm supposed to do before, you know, I get to where I hope that I'm gonna get. And but it does take time from my own experience in life, you know, and this is and I and this is for just another it's kind of another topic. But, you know, you're an artist, I'm an artist. I've learned so much listening to what you're what you're saying. And so it's good when artists come together to share ideas. But what I've learned is that truly, that from my art, I've come to really gain a greater testimony that there's a God, you know? Absolutely, and, yeah. And, and that testimony came not on, not when the going was easy or, or, or the times that the going was easy. The testimony came even stronger. He, the, the, the testimony was more more intense, you know, when the going was really, really difficult, you know. Yeah, so so I know, I know through my heart that there's a God and, you know, there's nothing anyone would do in church to squeeze me out because, <laughs> because I didn't get really my testimony, you know, in church. I gained it through something very personal. And, you know, so Nicole, kind of by way of encouragement, you know, and as I encourage you, I encourage myself too, you know, because the going for an artist, you know, usually it's not easy, but, you know, in the end, it's worth it. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. That's, I'm not an artist, but I need to hear that message too. So thanks. Thank you. Uh, Namdiya Konkwo and 
Nicole Woodbury, thank you so much for sharing your work with Dialogue and um, for being here this evening on Dialogue Out Loud. Uh, really appreciated talking with both of you. Thank you. You guys are great. Thank you. God bless both of you. Thank you. Nicole, nice to meet you. You too. It was a pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to take a risk in this ad by saying the word holiness right here in the very first sentence. That's risky because the word can trigger all kinds of positive or negative feelings. I mean, sometimes I'm afraid to call something holy because it makes things feel sort of unrelatable or, or like disconnected from everyday life. And really, I mean, that's too bad because the word's actually related to wholeness and helpfulness, which suggests that maybe we can learn to find holiness in places we never really thought to look before. I'm talking about holiness like a fire. It can warm, but it can also burn. You might get smoke in your eyes, but the flickering flames are also really beautiful. If this kind of holiness sounds appealing, you should check out Fireside with Blair Hodges. It's a podcast featuring writers, artists, and activists who can help expand your concept of holiness to include the gritty, earthy stuff of everyday life. Come fan the flames of your curiosity at Fireside with Blair Hodges, part of the Dialogue Podcast Network. Available at firesidepod.org and wherever you get your podcasts. Dialogue Podcast Network.